Hi, good morning. Well, this is a lot lighter than I thought it was. Hi, well, it's good to see everybody. I know I'm always upstairs, so there's um, a lot of faces that I'm still getting to know. Um, but thank you so much for everyone that's just been uh, so welcoming. Uh, you guys have been so, so good to me. I remember when, uh, right after Miss Nancy and Mr. Chris, right after they uh, hired me on and everything was official, I cried. I cried like a little kid when I left because I was like, I have a family. Uh, I'm not from Texas, actually. I'm from a foreign land called Iowa. I know, I know. Okay, Iowa is not the potato state. That's Idaho. I'm Iowa. We got corn, okay? So, get it right. Okay, but so it was just, it meant so much to, to be welcomed, and um, everyone's just been so loving, and they greet me with big smiles and lots of hugs, and you know, when you get a lot of hugs from kids, there's like this special love. I don't know. I love the kids. Um, but first of all, I want to say thank you so much to the everyone who volunteers up there. Um, if you want, just to go ahead and stand up, and please, guys, honor them. They they pour into your kids. They love your kids. Uh, Miss Sandy, Faith, you served for a while. Jessica, uh, Chris, I know you served for a while. Miss Lupe, oh my goodness. Uh, Adriana, Annalisa, there's a lot of faces um, that couldn't make it today, but uh, Miss Lupe, I know you do so much. We're so grateful for you. Um, I came in, and Miss Nancy already had a good team set up for me, and they've been amazing. They were so gracious with me because I was like, whoa. But, and then I've had a lot of people from CFNI come on, and they've helped me. Uh, Miss Tracy's not here either. She's from South Africa, so the kids love her. They love her. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to welcome, we're going to do a little skit. I'm a big believer in visual learning. Um, I'm like that. So I'm going to welcome Dawson, Chris, uh, Caitlin, and then the kiddos. So Lily, uh, Renesmee, uh, Elena. So the guy, Dawson can stand there. Jesus, excuse me. And then Chris, you can stand there. And then Caitlin, you can just come over here with the kids. Dawson is my fiance. Hello. I did pretty good, didn't I? <laughs> well, he's mine, so, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to encourage you, please, if you have a uh, Bible app or if you have, like, your, your Bible Bible with you, please turn to Mark 10. Uh, I'm going to be referencing a lot, so go ahead and open it up. That way you can just uh, keep with me a little bit there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our little stars. So Dawson, my fiancé, is Jesus. My fiancé is Jesus, no big deal. And then Chris is the disciples. And then Caitlin has a really general name, but a really important name. She's just the people. And then the kids are kids. I'm so proud of you guys. All right, so Mark 10, uh, verse 13. We're going to go to verse 16. So Mark 10. All right, you ready? So you're just going to act it out as I say it. I'll get out of the way. So then they brought the little children to him. But, oh, so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased. And he said to them, let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them, for it, of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little, ch as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them Uh, he took them in his arms, and he put his hands on them, and he blessed them. All right, give a good, give a hand, applause for them. Thank you. Take a bow. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, thank you. Good job, kiddos. I'm so proud of you guys. 
Thank you. Was it scary? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's four, there's four main characters in here, okay? Jesus, obviously, okay? And then the disciples. And then the people, the people that brought him, uh, the kiddos. And then the kiddos, okay? And we're going to focus on just two today. So we're going to focus on the people and Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus first, okay? Because everything, everything that we talk about should go through that filter first. It's Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus was sitting there, and we're in Judea at the time. And um, Jesus is used to being around crowds of people. It says that the multitudes gathered around Jesus. Jesus is used to getting a lot of attention and teaching and talking to a lot of people, a, lot of vari- a wide variety of people. We hear these stories of him healing people, of teaching people, of course, and all that good stuff. And so Jesus is sitting there, and he says uh, when the kids start coming, and the disciple rebukes them. And Jesus, it says Jesus gets greatly displeased. If you want to look in uh, verse 14, it says, when Jesus saw the disciples rebuking them, he got greatly displeased. Now, in some translations, it uses the word indignant. Now, I remember reading that for the first time and thinking, indignant? Jesus, I thought you were nice. Why are you getting so mad? And so, I looked up this word in the Greek, and it's a fun one. It's aganakitio. Aganakitio. Okay? Let's say that one ten times fast. Aganakitio. 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 All right. So in the Greek, this word literally translates as, like, frustrated with grievance. He was frustrated, and he was grieving, and he thought that there was this unfair treatment. So even Jesus was like, what are you doing? Why are you stopping the kids? Let them come to me. Let them come to me. And he didn't understand why the disciples were, were stopping them. Now, I want to tell this funny story because I was trying to think, hmm, Jesus is a good man. So if Jesus isn't, like, yelling and getting all upset. And I, I thought of a time when my mom, I love her. She's amazing. Moms are good, right? Moms are good, right? Moms are good. Thank you, moms. Um, so uh, growing up in Iowa, I grew up in, like, this stereotypical, like, small farm town. There were cornfields on my left and my right behind me. And I happened to live right next to, like, this beautiful pine tree farm. Oh, just beautiful. And you should see it when it snows, and it's just glazed over with ice. It's gorgeous. I was gorgeous, okay? If you ever drive through it, appreciate it, okay? So I would always, as a kid, I would just go run and play outside like I do. And so I would grab the neighbor girl, and we ride our bikes down, and we go out and about, and there's this big pond. And there was, like, frogs and snapping turtles, and there were fish. And we were just being little kids. We would, like, get up in it and start grabbing the frogs and being a little nasty, like, getting in the mud and stuff. And we would just leave our bikes at the top of the hill. Well, you know, I don't have a phone because I'm little. And so hours go by, and Mom and Dad don't see me around. So they go out looking for us, and they just see these two bikes thrown at the ground with no kids. So they get really scared. Mom's thinking, where are these kids at? And so they start yelling, Naomi, Taylor, Naomi. And no one's, no one's coming around because we, when we were playing with the frogs, the other neighbor girl came around. She's like, let's go get buckets. And we're like, yes, let's go. And so we get these buckets, and we're trying to catch all these frogs. And my mom is scared out of her mind because she's thinking, someone grabbed them. They just, like, they just see the bikes on the ground. Someone grabbed them. And so she calls the cops. And I, there's sirens, and my two older brothers, and my dad. Everyone's running around trying to find me. I'm just having the time of my life not thinking twice about it. And we, they finally find me, and they're so upset 
And my mom is like, what are you doing? Like, you should have, like, clipped your bike around. And we were so scared. And you should have told us. Why didn't you tell us? And she's so mad. And, but she's frustrated. But at the same time, she was grieving because she's thinking, where's my kid? Where is my daughter? Someone took her. She was grieving. Like, this is not good. And she was upset with me, but she was also hurt. And so, you know, she grounds me, that whole process. I get in trouble. Ooh. Okay, and she takes, my, she takes my dolls, she takes my crayons and all that stuff. And I, even, even at the time, I realized my mom was just really upset because she was hurt. She was scared. She was just really scared because I know that she, she loves me by how strongly she reacted. I just know that she loves me. She was worried about me. And so she was grieving, but she also had this frustration with me. And I think, like, we can almost make this translation of, like, she was indignant. And Jesus, he was frustrated with his disciples because he says, he says, Let's look back to it. It says, let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. He's saying, your kids are an example. If you can't accept the kingdom of God like your kids do, you're going to have a hard time getting into it. And he's saying he's so frustrated because they set such an amazing example for us, for us to look at our kids, not to toss them aside like, mm, okay, kids are kind of crazy. I don't know what they're saying. He's saying, no, let them come to me. Let them come to me because I am the life and I am the truth and I am the way. Why would you stop that? Let them come to me. Let them come. Don't stop them. Let them come. And so Jesus, he takes them in his arms and he blesses them. He blesses them. Kids are anointed. Listen to what they have to say. They got something to say. I remember one time uh, for Wednesday nights, we did, uh, we did like prayer circles, um, prayer stations. And one of them was just listen to God. Let's be quiet and let's, let's listen to God. And if you hear him talking, just tell me what you're saying. These girls are little prophets. They start rattling off of what the Lord says, and it was biblical, and it was good stuff. Kids can be examples. Humble yourself and listen to them. I mean, it's easy to listen to maybe to your own kid, but I challenge you, listen to, like, that little rug rat who's your neighbor, you know? <laughs> listen. Listen to your kids. They're valuable. They're so, so valuable that Jesus was greatly displeased with, like, his homies, his disciples. These are the people around him all the time. And he was so frustrated. He's like, oh, what are you doing? So let them come. Let them come. Okay? And next, let's go back. And go back a little bit. It's the very first verse. Verse 13, Mark 10, 13. And then it says, Then they brought the little children. Now, uh, we have this teacher at our school, Mike Massa. He says, When you read your Bible, read it slow and read it out loud. So if you read it slow, you can catch there's another perspective here. And it's the they, or it's like the people. Um, when I looked into the Greek to see, like, is all this translating right? It really is just people, which honestly I think is kind of hilarious because it's not parents. It's not Miss Nancy saying, okay, come on, Linda, let's go to Jesus. It's, like, just people. It's just random people. I think these were the first, uh, like, children ministers. These were your first children pastors because they were just grabbing kids, and they're, like, they saw Jesus. They saw the Christ. They saw the, the anointed one. They saw the truth, and they're saying, okay, you need it. <laughs> you need Jesus. Come on. And so they, they, they brought the kids. And I just want to encourage you, you'll be those people. Be those people that bring your kids to Jesus. And, but you got to see him first. You got to see him first. Because I, like, I really like what you said, Mr. Or Pastor Chris, excuse me, Pastor Chris, uh, that uh, they're going to believe and they're going to value what you value. 
So if you value the word, I say, mm, I value the word too. My mom said so, so I do too. Okay, you got to see Jesus first, and then you got to bring those kids. Bring those kids. Um, this is kind of crazy, but uh, so when I first came to Dallas, I was a nanny, and I was nannying for, they're kind of mm, rich and wealthy, and so it was uh, interesting, and it was fun, and uh, the dad was from the Midwest too, so we got along really well, uh, and then the mom was from India. Um, I, to this day, I don't know like exactly what they were believing, but it was something like Hindu, or they believed in different gods. Uh, and the kids knew that I went to Bible college. The parents knew that I went to Bible college. They knew who I was when they hired me. And uh, the kids were like, they're actually the age group I work with now. They were like 10, 8, 6, and then they had a little 3-year-old. Um, and they were just curious. You know how kids are. They just asked silly things. And um, I would always have these songs stuck in my head from chapel. Uh, like, I'm washed in the And I would sing it while I was there. And so they would always ask, like, why are you always singing that stuff? Why are you always singing that? And I told them, like, well, I praise God. I praise Jesus Christ, um, the one who died on the cross for my sins. And I am saved. And so I would tell them. And then they kept asking. They'd be like, did God make bugs? Did your God make bugs? I said, yeah, he made bugs. <laughs> one, of them, one of them slipped and fell on, like, a beanbag. And he's like, did God make me fall? And I was like, whoa. Uh, and then they just, they'd always ask questions, like, does God do this? Does God do that? And one day, one day, the eight-year-old, and we were all around because we were working on our homework, the eight-year-old asked me, he said, is there only one God? I said, yes, there's only one God. And he said, but what about, and he said all these names I can't say, that they were these other gods. And I said, well, they might be spirits, but they're not gods. And I said, there's just one God. And uh, they just kind of stared at me. You can see that they were, like, thinking about it. They were like, there's only one God. Okay. And so uh, the following weekend, the mom let me know that they didn't need me anymore. And, that <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Because I didn't realize at the time that maybe that was kind of bold, but it's the truth. Because kids need the truth. Be the people and lead them to truth. Don't, don't be the disciples. I don't want to tell you what not to do because if we get so focused on like, okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then, oh, I did it. And then there's a shame and uh, frustration. So I'm telling you what to do. Okay? Be the people. Be the people that just grab the kids, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's this kid at school, whether it's, I don't know, a cousin, whatever. Grab that kid and bring them to the truth. Bring them to Jesus because Jesus is the only way. He's the only way. The Bible is like the only concrete thing that we can have to hold on to. In hard times, and good times, that's all we have to hold on to. And kids need that. I mean, let's, let's, flash, let's flash back. Let's think about it. You were a kid once, okay? Let's imagine, you know, seven-year-old Nancy, okay? Or eight-year-old Chris. Imagine five-year-old Richard, okay? Let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. When you were a kid, what do you remember? Think about it, for real, right now. Don't look at me. Think about it. What was it like when you were a kid, when you were in church? Were you pushed aside and said, we don't have time for you? We have the real service. We have the big service going on. We're focused on the big kids. Go away. Were you silenced? Or were you welcomed? Did they invite you in? Did they want you to worship with them? Did they want to teach you the Bible? Did they hear what you had to say? How did that make you feel? How'd that make you feel when you were the kid tossed to the side? And they say, we don't have time for you. We're focused on the big service. 
how did it make you feel when they said, come on in, come on in, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to teach you the word. I've heard testimony after testimony after testimony. I do a lot of kids ministry. I'm also at Seif and I, I do uh, this thing called KFN. It's super, super fun. Um, but I've heard a lot of testimonies there from like young adults. And they say, um, you know, I still remember like all those little rhymes that you learn when you're a kid, all the little sayings that you learn when you're a kid and those little lessons. And he's like, I still remember them. And, you know, these, uh, unfortunately, some of these young adults, they go through these really hard times, they get wrapped up in drugs or um, alcohol or parties or whatever, and they get really wrapped up in it. And they said, you know, still at, like, my low points, I would remember those little rhymes, those little chimes. The stuff that you learn when you're a kid, it kind of sticks with you. I mean, I'm sure some of you, even now, like, let's just think about it practically, like, outside of, of Christianity, like, it's just a real thing. When you're a kid, you probably still remember all the things that your mom said, I remember, like, my mom would always tell me, all good things must come to an end, because I always wanted to keep having fun. But, you know, I'll probably say that, too. All these little things, they stick with you when you're a kid. So, do you want your kid to remember getting kind of, like, we don't have time for you. Or do you want your kid to remember, like, my mom and dad taught me the word. They brought me to church. They showed me the value of coming to church and sticking with my community and all that good stuff. I sure do. Please, please, please be the people. Um, I want to thank you so much to the moms, the dads, the aunts, the uncles, the grandma and grandpa that bring your kids. Thank you. We love your kids. We do. We love them. I miss them. Like, sometimes if I have, like, the parents' number, I'll be like, I miss them. Where are they at? <laughs> come, come bring them. You know, we, we pray for your kids, and we prophesy over your kids, and we, we want the best for your kids. And I, as much as I love them, I mean, I'm sure you love them 10,000 times more because they're yours. They're your flesh and blood. And they're just like my kiddos. So thank you so much. Uh, but I encourage you to keep being the people, being the people. Um, let me see. Just make sure I don't miss anything. Um, I do want to invite some time for uh, ministry time. If maybe uh, growing up as a kid, you kind of had uh, like a hard life and it's like affecting you now. Um, if being a kid, you have these, or from when you were a child, you have these wounds of being rejected or being hurt or abuse or whatever, and, and now you're thinking, well, I don't know, like this, I want to raise my kid right, but I don't really know, and I'm trying. Well, you're in church. You're in a good, this is a good first step. It's a good first step. Good job. You're doing it. Um, but we just want to invite you, if you need prayer, uh, Miss Nancy, uh, Pastor Chris, I'm going to ask you to come up, um, and if you just need any prayer or anything, we want to we wanna get to those those spots. Uh, we want to empower you to be the, the best that you can be, and we want to bring you to Christ. We want to bring you to wholeness as well. Yeah. So uh, if you need anything, we're up here. We want to pray with you. Um, I know I'm just a young adult, but I'm believing that I've been anointed for kids' ministry, and I've been anointed for the family. And it's a gift from God, but the gift isn't for me, it's for you. So if you, if you need that today, come and get it. Because Jesus is here and uh, he loves you and he wants the best for you as well. He wants to bring healing, he wants to bring truth, he wants to bring life to you. So Lord, we just thank you right now. 
Lord, we thank you for all the parents and all the kiddos that are here. Father, we thank you for the grandparents and the uncles and the aunts. Father, we thank you for the fire that you're putting in their hearts for their family. Father, that you're still here and you're a good, you're a good father, you're a good comforter. That you've never left us, that you've been here the whole time. And in bad times when we were hurt and we were wounded, you're still there. And you want to walk with us. And Jesus, we just thank you that you died on that cross so that we can be whole. That because of your blood, that we can be whole. That the sacrifice was enough, that the price was paid. That we don't have to deal with shame or condemnation anymore. That we can be whole. Simply by faith. Simply by faith. There was no works. we just thank you for your healing power we thank you for your heart for the family what love we get to have from you that we we get to be called children of God we thank you for the children that are in our lives that we get to influence them we get to influence them we get to bless them we get to take them up in our arms and bless them like Jesus did Father, we, I just pray for those people that they have those wounds from back in the day and from when they were children, Lord. Those deep wounds that are hard to get to, they're hard to talk about. And maybe they're shame. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to tell anybody. But Holy Spirit, I know that you're meeting them right now in their, their, their seats. Oh, Father, you're so good. In Jesus' name, amen.